Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Life Over Coffee. I am Rick Thomas, and this is episode 309. The title of this episode is, Could I Start a Counseling Ministry in a Church with a Different Vision? I had someone write in to me, and they ask that question. They have a burden to start a counseling ministry in a local church. I'm going to read to you the question that they ask me. And they were stating in part, that the church has a different vision, a different idea of counseling than what they have. And so can they start a counseling ministry with a leadership that thinks differently than they do? And so that's the question. But what I want to interact with, the theme of this podcast, is I want to take that idea, that particular topic that's being asked me But I want to deal with it, not just answer that question, I'm going to answer the question, but I also want to talk about the theme that that question is raising and should raise in your minds. There are a lot of people in our local churches who have a different idea of how to do church in their church. They have a conflict of visions. They have a different burden than what the leadership has. And so the big theme that I want to deal with, the macro theme that I want to deal with as I answer the the micro question, is when you have a conflict of vision in the local church, how should you move forward? And so that is the bigger idea, and that is applicable to all of us. And that's one of the reasons that I, I wanted to do this episode And so I'm going to share with you what Mabel asked me. Uh, Her name's not Mabel. Uh, I did change the name. And I also edited the question a little bit, but it still holds the truth of what she said. But I flattened it out because I just did not want to divulge the particulars or draw attention to any particular person or geographical area around the world because that's really not the important thing. The important thing is answering the question and not necessarily highlighting the people who are asking the question. And I want you to know that because if you have a question that you would like for me to uh, ponder to reflect upon and possibly do a podcast on i would love to consider it all you would have to do is is ask now if you say you know please use my name and you can use all these details well that is fine Uh, we'd be glad to do that if you're okay with it but again the real thing is we just want to serve folks with some super real pressing questions that they have on their lives. Now, doing a podcast is not the only thing that we have to do. There are many ways to find help through this ministry. I have millions of words that I have put out there in well over a decade of doing this through article content, podcast content, video resources, and so there are millions of words now, and so there's a lot of answers that you can already find on our website. We also have uh, forums where you can ask questions as well, and our forums are free. All you have to do is get your username and password, and you can ask whatever question that's on your mind, as people have done today. We do have private forums, but those forums are for the folks who underwrite our ministry because we give so much of our content away and gladly do so. We do need folks to pay the bills to keep the lights on and keep the equipment running, the electricity running. And so there are 
Uh, there's a small army of people who underwrite our ministry, and it's so helpful, and I appreciate them. And because of that, we, we do have a private forum for them, which is our smaller donor community. And so if you do donate to our ministry, you're welcome to use that forum. But the point is, use the private forums, but the point is is that I want you to ask your questions. Now, if you'd like for me to develop 30 minutes for a podcast, please just send your question in, and I, I love interacting with them. And so we're going to do two things here. I want to answer this question for Mabel, and then I'll, but, but the big thing is I want to deal with this theme of a conflict of visions in the local church because that is common to 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 so many of us because we're either there or we have been there at some point in in the past. This is episode 309. Could I start a counseling ministry in a church with a different vision? Here is my fictional friend Mabel with a slightly edited question. She said, "Thank you for the article." How do I begin a counseling ministry at my church? I have that article linked here, and if you would like to delve more into that question, I would encourage you to read that article and listen to that podcast. This podcast is not a repetition of that. In that podcast, the episode, I walk through some of the things that you need to start a counseling ministry, and Mabel read that. And after reading that, she had a conversation with her pastor. It's like, I want to do that. That is my burden. That is my vision. So she's at the point of reading that article, How Do I Begin a Counseling Ministry at My Church? And now she wants to implement it. And so she went and talked to her pastor. Thus, here's what she asked. If the pastor has no vision or lacks understanding for the ministry, nor is clear of its congregation's needs or the community, should I start one? The pastor understands counseling and has offered for me to do what I think is best and offered financial and church support, but had no vision. I pray for God's directions or direction as I am not clear after the responses, which made my spirit pause. Based on your experience in counseling ministry development and startup, do you believe this ministry is ready? Well, I have started a counseling ministry from scratch in the local church in which Lucia and I and our family attend now. That was 20-something years ago, and I'm not associated with that counseling ministry anymore. I, I do this, but I I am quite familiar with how to start one. And by the way, my thesis for my master's program for my MA in biblical counseling was on how to start a counseling ministry in the local church. I wrote basically wrote a book. It was 250 pages, and they made me whittle it down to the 100, which is what the thesis required. But as an overachiever, there was a lot to think about and a lot to process, and so it did go a little bit over the requirement. But I've spent a lot of time thinking about the very question that she's that she is asking, and so I do have experience with that. And then after that, we uh, planted a church from scratch, uh, from zero. We started a a local church that still exists today. And then after that, some over 12 years ago, I, I started this ministry, a parachurch. I thought a counseling organization, but it has 
evolved to something much bigger and broader than I'd ever anticipated. And so those are basically the, the three stages of my ministry career. And so Mabel is asking that based on your experience in counseling ministry development and startup, do you believe this ministry is ready? So there are several parts to what she is asking here, and I want to interact with a few of them. The first one is, if the stated question is accurate, and I, I qualify it with if, the conditional, if the stated question is accurate. And I want to make sure that when you hear that, that you're not hearing what I do not intend. And what I do not intend for you to hear is that I disbelieve Mabel. I don't disbelieve Mabel at all. When I say if uh, what you're saying is accurate, I am saying that I believe you but I'm also well aware that there are two sides to every story. And I want you to understand that. Some people can hear if the stated question is accurate. It's like, you don't believe her. Well, no, there's another way of thinking about this. Rather than thinking about this suspiciously or thinking about this as me not believing her, you could think about this by using other words like wisdom and discernment. Because Proverbs talks about this, that a person is right until another person comes. And so you want to make sure that you can hold these two tensions perfectly well in your mind. You can fully believe the person who is talking to you, and you can also exercise wisdom and discernment. And it doesn't matter if it's a situation like this, what Mabel is asking me, or any other discipleship-type situations uh, situation. You can fully hold these two tensions in balance, and, and there'd be no issue. I fully believe Mabel, but I also know that wisdom and discernment would say that if I really wanted to do a deeper dive, a comprehensive exploration into what is going on here, that I want to use wisdom and discernment, and part of that would be to have a sit-down with this pastor. And so when I say, if the stated question is accurate, that is what I'm saying. I believe her, but also know more is to destroy. It, 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 there's more to the story. And I highly appeal to you to operate uh, that way so you don't fall into the ditch of, of going off half-cocked with just one side of the story. And so if the stated question is accurate, it would be unwise to start a ministry under these conditions. That is the most direct way that I could respond to Mabel. It would be unwise for her to start a ministry, a, a church counseling ministry. We're not talking about just having a little men's group or women's group or you know a ladies' Bible study or whatever. We're talking about a church-wide counseling ministry. That's what we're talking about here. And she is clearly stating that the pastor does not have this vision. In fact, what she said, I'll, I'll read it back to you, if the, if the pastor has no vision or lacks understanding for the ministry, nor is clear of the congregation's needs or the community, should I start one? No, you should not. There are several reasons for this. One, you're talking about two visions here. You're talking about two visions. You have a vision for the local church. A church-wide counseling ministry is church-wide. And that would be 
like saying someone going into any organization and saying that I want to do it this way, something that is fundamental to the entire organization, and dis discipleship is. You want to have a particular kind of discipleship ministry, and you're clearly stating that the pastor not only doesn't have a vision for that, but he has no vision. What could possibly happen is that you would divide the church. You would split God's local church, the local body. You can have a ministry inside the church, but you want to be very cautious in how you carry your burden. And that goes for all of us. It would be impossible to have a church full of people and those church people not have unique burdens and visions and things that they want to see happen. And that's why I want the greater theme of this podcast to be on that, that whatever our burdens are, because it is easy to look at the leadership of a church and say, you should do this and that or the other. I get those requests all the time. People look at our ministry and they say, well, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? I, I've received a, a question this week that was longer than any article that I've ever written wanting me to intervene in a situation, and I, ca I can't do it because it's outside the vision and scope of what I do. I've had two more of those requests today. I get those requests all the time. But I can't accommodate everybody's burden. We do one thing. We are a leadership development organization. We train people who want to learn how to do discipleship. We're not a counseling organization, and we can't do counseling because, quite frankly, we don't have the human resources to be able to do it. And so we have a particular vision for this ministry, and we have to carry it out. There are other people who, who do other things that aren't associated with our ministry, and maybe those are the people that you need to seek, but we're not able to do that. And so this lady wants to do something, but is clearly sta stating that uh, the church is not moving in that direction, and so do what you have to do as far as carrying out your burden, but do it very, very carefully because you don't want to divide this local church. Now, I'm working under the assumption that this pastor preaches the gospel. I'm working under the assumption that he is, an, that he is a humble man and not an authoritarian dictator type. In fact, she is implying that by what she said. Notice what she said. If the pastor has no vision or lacks understanding for the ministry, nor is clear of his congregation's needs or the community, should I start one? Then she said, the pastor understands counseling and has offered for me to do what I think is best and offer financial and church support, but had no vision. She comes back around to stating that again, that he has no vision. Well, obviously, he's not a dictator or an authoritarian type because he is giving her his support. And so... Move cautiously, but as far as starting a counseling ministry, I would not recommend it.
Now, there is a subjective implication that she's making here because she said a couple of times that he has no vision. I would, that's a, that's a difficult, uh, that's a red flag. Let me say it that way. That is a red flag and probably hyperbole because I seriously doubt that this pastor has no vision. All pastors have a vision for their local church. Your pastor has a vision for the local church. It's not that he doesn't have one. The question is, are you willing to submit to the vision that he has, or do you want to start something totally different that could spread throughout the church and divide the church? A better way to state, and, and, and it is troubling, and, I, and I'm putting this in the category of hyperbole uh, as a careless statement, but it is troubling to say that the pastor has, has no vision because he most definitely does. He, he has one. Pastors do have one. And so you want to be careful. The more accurate way of saying it is that his vision is not your vision, and that's why I'm cautioning you. And I'm cautioning anyone who has a burden that is not totally in line with the direction that your church is going. There are some people with a different vision, different burden, different gifting that doesn't fall in line with their local churches, and they can operate, they can function well inside that local church. And then there are others that have a hard time. And you will know if you have a hard time. There are indicators. If you start gossiping about the local church, then you have a problem. The conflict of visions has reached to the place to where you are sinning. I'm not saying Mabel's doing that at all. I'm saying that to all of us. If you're gossiping about the leadership of the church and how they're directing the church, then you have one or two options here. You need to repent, stop gossiping, and, and if you can't tie your tongue down and, and bring it under uh, self-control, then you probably need to leave the church because your vision or however you think church should be uh, is stronger than your ability to keep your mouth closed, then you probably need to leave the church because it is divisive. And so that is one way. That's one indicator to know. Uh, either you stop that or you leave the church because the pastor has a vision. It's just not yours. And then another way to know is that if your conscience is truly troubling you to the point to where the conflict of vision is so great, then you do need to go somewhere else. And I have left a church or two because of that. It's just like, no, I am not here anymore. I left fundamentalism because of that, to give you an example. Many years ago, 25 years ago or more, I, I don't know, back in the uh, early 90s, it became very clear to me that how I was reading the Bible was different than the legalistic fundamentalist way of le uh, of reading the Bible and applying it to our our lives. And I was seeing things really, really different. And I knew that, well, it wasn't my call to get in there and try to turn that church around and and make it a grace-centered church. That wasn't my call. Those people are preaching the gospel. They're preaching the gospel today. And the pastor just, those people, pastors, leaders, so forth, 
they have a different vision than me. And for me, in that situation, it became a conscience issue that I could not submit to that type of teaching and that type of doing church and living the Christian life. And so rather than trying to implement whatever my burden was inside that construct, I just left. I, I just left for a doctrines of grace church, to put it, to put it simply. And so this pastor has a burden, and based on how Mabel is describing him, I'm assuming he's preaching the gospel. He is not authoritarian. He is a delegator, and he wants to help. But you say he has no vision. I'm going to tone that down a little bit and say, rather than hyperbolically, he doesn't have a vision because he does. His vision is not yours. And so the bigger question for you is that, are you able to submit and follow his vision for the church? More importantly, or as important, are you able to advocate for his vision? Will you advocate for how he is leading the church? Now, what I'm not saying is that you don't have to suppress your uniqueness. Your pastor does not want you to suppress your uniqueness, your gifting, your burden. That would be a different matter. If you can be part of a local church and disagree or not be completely in line with the vision of the church, but yet you can submit to the leadership and you can advocate for what they are doing and they reciprocate as this pastor is doing. He's reciprocating. He wants to give you money. He wants to applaud what you want to do. If you can do that, then go and, and disciple and care for people. But as far as cre creating a, a full scope counseling ministry in the local church, I wouldn't recommend it. Now, another reason I wouldn't recommend it is that you said in two different places. You said once it's not clear after receiving his responses in another place, this calls pause in your spirit. And so you have affirmed that you have an unsettled spirit. An unsettled spirit is a clue not to move forward at least not to move forward in a big way of starting a church-wide counseling ministry. When in doubt, don't. And that is a, a very good way of, of restating what Paul said in, in Romans, uh, Romans, in Romans. <laughs> this is where, this is 423, I think. This is where my old age comes into play here. Whatever is not of faith is sin is what Paul said. Whatever is not of faith is sin. You cannot move forward in faith. You can't. You said that. Your spirit is unsettled. Uh, you said it's not clear. And so there's no way that you can move forward as far as a comprehensive church-wide counseling ministry. And so my appeal to you would be rather than thinking big by making something happen, just let the game come to you. Start ministry where you are and go from there. Disciple someone. Share the practical gospel of uh, Christ uh, in your community. 
reach people and, and care for them and disciple them. Let your pastor know. Keep communicating to him as you have and just disciple. But don't think about starting a big counseling ministry when something that large can bring a significant conflict of visions. You're not at that place yet. Now, there may be opportunity uh, in the future where there can be more ongoing con- uh, discussions to where you uh, two can your visions will would be uh, more in line with each other. But right now, minimally, it would be premature for you to do that. And so your best recommendation is to care for those that the Lord has put on your heart. Uh, find a friend or two to come around you and you you so they can care for you and offer accountability to you and then see where it goes. What you want to do is to continue to be uh, in dialogue uh, with your pastor. Um, I would ask you to go back and to uh, reread the article the pod, and listen to the podcast that is linked here, How to Begin a Counseling Ministry uh, at your local church. There are other things that are missing in this piece. Uh, there's no man to be able to lead the ministry. Mabel uh, is a female, and let's just say that you have a full-on uh, counseling ministry in the local church where well, you're going to be in many situations to where you're going to there needs to be a man leading the ministry and I realized that when I and by the way Mabel said and I, I did edit some of her uh, question to me and she said I have no problem with that she says she was traditional I think is what she said well I am traditional too or another way of saying that is is biblical and so you want a man leading that counseling ministry uh, because there's going to be many teaching and envisioning and preaching opportunities in front of the church or as you go out into other congregations and preach a full-on counseling ministry will spread through the community it won't be something that will be self contained just in this uh, local church. And so you, you don't have the pieces here to be able to think that broadly as well. And so rather than thinking in such a large way, I would appeal to you to think in a much smaller way. Pray that God would bring all the pieces together, that you and the pastor's vision can be more unified, that God would bring a man along to be able to lead uh, the counseling ministry. A person who has an advanced degree would be preferable because of the complexity of the culture that we're living in and, and the nature of the problems that we are encountering on a day-to-day basis basis. This person needs to be deeply trained in theology, and he needs to be deeply trained uh, in psychology or what we would call biblical counseling. And so you don't have that individual on site, so there's several missing pieces here. But going back to the theme of this podcast is for all of us, because we do have burdens. Uh, I did a podcast not so long ago about uh, Hebrews uh, 10.25, forsaking the assembly. There are a lot of people who are frustrated because of how church has been happening during the COVID season, and I understand that. I can't say that I'm frustrated, but I'm definitely sad by how things have been turning out for the body of Christ over the past year. And churches have been responding to that differently. The leadership has. 
and I've seen so much divisiveness in the local church by Christians because they don't like what their pastors are doing or the leaders are doing. They don't like how it's going. And I'm talking about churches that love Jesus, pastors that love Jesus, and they're preaching the gospel. They have a vision for the church, and they're struggling with all of these tensions that are going on. And then the frustrations of the church people are just spilling out to mask or no mask, and it's just way more divisive than it should be. And so whatever our ideas of church are, we want to make sure that we are holding those things loosely and humbly. I'm not saying that you have to let them go. It's very similar to how we operate our families. I mean, children have their own views and ways of thinking about things. And for those of you who have parented children through the teenage years, you begin to realize that they they deviate from the way that you think and their their preferences are not your preferences and they make decisions that aren't yours but one of the things that we've asked our children to do is we want you to think independently we want to we want you to live your life not ours we want you to live out your preferences not ours and but we just ask that you humbly submit to how we do things and that we uh, communicate with each other and it's not dividing our family apart and a, a family can do that, and so can a local church. And so I commend Mabel that she has a burden. I would put a little bit of a governor on it and tone it down just a little bit and start just a little bit smaller than what she has. Keep on. Go out and disciple and keep communicating with your pastor and see if this conflict of visions that you have can, can move closer together. And maybe someday, who knows, God could surprise you. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.